welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and a super fishy way to sneak out of a court martial. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we are here to present to you chapters five through eight of Legacy Fate of the Jedi, <laughs> book four, Backlash, by Aaron Alston. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, it's been a while since I almost screwed that one up. But these chapters, uh, you're going to hear me say Dathomir or Dathomiri upwards of 12 to 15 times. Yep. And this is not going to be a very long episode. So... Let's get to it. Previously, on Forever Canon. Bum, 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 fuck. Everyone gets caught up. Things are hot and humid. Rancor wrecks Luke's ride. Alana's grandma, guaranteed. Moffs just missed Jag. Night Sisters are nasty. Pocket, pocket, pouch. Arrest Admiral Nihathal. <laughs> Those are there's your headlines from the previous episode of Forever Can. I feel like there's one or two more than normal. Well, I made them shorter. Uh, okay. You can either do a nice long headline about one thing, or you can split your page. You know, if, it, if it's mm. a newspaper article. Yes. Does anybody know what a newspaper looks like? <laughs> I get that that one that they send out the the review that comes to my house oh, every the, Friday. Uh, the free press. <laughs> No, I get the. It's actually oh the the, uh, the actual the review, uh, the yeah. actual star. Yeah, not the free. It's not free. The yeah. review is free. Yeah, I get that to, shoved through my mail slot. Rope you in, ew. Yep, that's aggressive. Chapter five <laughs> starts. Speaking of hot and humid, in the Dathomiri rainforest, there it is. Check one time. Han and Leia are being led by their guides where we left them last time to find Luke and Ben. When suddenly Leia feels Luke in the Force. So they head that way, of course. Yeah, as you do. Dathomir Spaceport. Two. Cut to. Yes, you track that. <laughs> Don't drop it. <laughs> Alana demands 3PO tell her where R2-D2 is. He went sneaking around Vistar's ship, as we know from the last episode. 3PO doesn't let her out of the Falcon. Good babysitter. Cut to. <laughs> the Dathomir Rainforest. Yeah, three. Luke is searching for the witch by feeling the damage of the forest. Okay, let's stop for the first cool thing that's happened. Mm -hmm. He can find this woman's path through the jungle by the the bent twigs, the feelings of the bent twigs under her feet. And, like, you know, she's doing some big stuff, setting up big traps and stuff yeah. like that, and there may be a rancor involved. So maybe, <laughs> he's, maybe that's the damage he's following through the forest. But, man, how cool is that force power? Yeah like because everything living is connected right so maybe if you i don't know if you a, believe in the living force yeah sure. if you break a branch or well yeah he's kind of blade he, of grass he's like i can i know where you are because of where the plants feel hurt mm -hmm. that is why there's something i want to articulate here okay. i'm having a hard time but it's something along the lines of how frequently does Luke Skywalker use a common power in an uncommon way and it's unremarked upon? Like this, just feeling the flow of life in the Force 
Yeah, which is normal. But applying it to tracking a witch through a forest by the sticks she feet hurts with her feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... and he's not like, aha, that was clever. Or like, <laughs> he or just like, does it. You know, nobody. His son isn't like, how the hell did you just? What? How are you? What are you doing? You're doing what? Yeah. He's done it a few times in that There's... we we've brought it up. Exactly. We remark upon it. Yeah. I can't remember specific incidences of it, but. There's always this like little bit of a weird twist that this grandmaster does, right? Mm. Where it's like, yeah, that's a that's a high level chess move that you just thought of, yeah. and his son should be the one, kind of in awe of that, you know? That's his uh, apprentice. Yeah, it's just like it's a way that it's a normal way of using the force. He's just applying it in a different way that yeah. most people wouldn't think it, of doing. It's just creative because he's such a high level force. Yeah, he's right? been doing it for 50 years or whatever. Speaking of 50 years, he's also so tired yeah. from the previous adventure in the Maw. He tracks the witch though to her walk or walk trap. <laughs> he twacks the witch down to a walk trap. Lots of walks. And this rock trap is meant for Luke and Ben. But, of course, they easily avoid it before coming face-to-face with a blonde woman saddled on a rancor, another rancor with a lady, and then finally, original lightning witch. Oh, and three more ladies and another rancor. A bigger one. Yeah. And these rancors all have either weapons or armor or whatever. And riders. Yeah. So, we're set up for one massive smash fest where would you put the saddle on a rancor because it, it's got to be it doesn't really have like a neck right yeah so you want to probably be where the base of its skull would be if it had a neck which then is you're on top of his shoulders essentially yeah it depends on how i guess you build your mount is it a horse saddle or is it like uh like lord of the rings elephant mounts where you've built a giant cage on top of the thing that you're sitting in <laughs> Yeah, I would think yeah. a horse would be, but that'd be a. How would you stretch your legs ten feet wide? Well, they might be witches, but geez, Tim. <laughs> they got magic powers. <laughs> this ain't this ain't sixteen hundreds, brother. <laughs> We're not burning these ladies for fun, but we are about to have a big kickoff. P.S. By the way, yeah. All of these rancors and women, night sisters were hidden from Luke in the force mm-hmm. while he was tracking her via damage, plant, plant damage, or uh, feeling out where she was in the force when she was setting up the rock trap. All these people come motoring in in an instant. Yep. And all of them were purposefully hidden in the force from him. Yeah. He's, isn't Isn't this where Jason learned the hiding in the force was from the... I think so, yeah. And so, good good, good pickup. Yeah. Good pickup, because that's the thread through the whole story, is that Luke is tracking Jason's trip through time and space, yeah. where he gathered all these uh, eccentric powers. And this is not directly part of that. He's chased a, a, a wayward lost Sith out here. But nonetheless, we've come to a place where Jason... Mm-hmm. Where he was and learned one of the unknown force powers that nobody else knew. That gave him a, a, a major advantage in the last galactic war. Yeah, for a while anyways. Until he, of course, taught it to Ben and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. 
But just the last thing I wanted to remark on here before we cut to is that once again, these people are not idiots. No. They're quite capable force users. He doesn't say that this time, but I would like to say it for him. They sure were not idiots. Cut to. Han and Leia come upon the witch-beast Jedi fight. So Han sideswipes his speeder into a batch of Night Sisters. Good pilot, good friend, bad dad. <laughs> he dodges a rancor. Mad action ensues. Ben gets Leia's lightsaber. Quote, and that was the fight. I liked that. <laughs> that was the fight. You hold it to some lady's throat. That's And, you know, spellcasting, beast riding, witches versus most of the surviving solo Skywalkers. And then Ben gets a lightsaber. And that was the fight. And not to uh, blaze through it. Like we, you know, we don't pick details out of the battle scenes or the action scenes much because they're wild. And yeah, they're so intense. And like the first thing that happens in this is Luke and Ben jumping off of a rock slide, bouncing (laughs) all over the place. Right. And then when Han and Leia show up, the two of them are in the middle of a boulder tornado mm-hmm. being wrought by witches on Rankerback. And they're, you know, Han pulls up. He's like, why aren't they using their lightsabers? Not knowing they got, you they know, got light, zapped, lightninged yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. But the two of them are just like acrobatic flipping around this boulder tornado <laughs> yeah. being run by these witches. And I thought that force power itself was a nice, you know, they're like an elemental based yeah. force user. So, you know, instead of last time we saw the lightning from, and it came from the sky, not from her fingers. It wasn't that kind of force lightning. This time we see them whipping up a tornado. No, they're like storm instead of, instead of Scarlet Witch. Which didn't we have a tornado last time Aaron Alston was in charge? Wasn't that gigantic. Why am I picturing him as gigantic? I'm picturing like the Shumi tribe, oh. <laughs> the master Norg from Final from Fantasy. Final Fantasy. But it wasn't like that at all. They were regular size. What? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I've lost the whole thing now. Like the tornado. There was a tornado. They at the were first place? who uh, they were in the basement of the Keldor. Yes. And the master guy like threw a tornado of shit at him. Did he not? Yeah, he did. He created a like a tornado thunderstorm. And in they also were underground cavern. controllers of uh, lightning. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. That's where you learn the lightning rod technique. So maybe this is a little less cool when it's the same shit he did in the last book. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, though, the action scene itself was a standout. Yeah. It was rocket sauce. And it's it's so awesome because how the, how they all write these action scenes it's they're only like a paragraph maybe two because that's how fast these things would be going it's like bah, 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 right. kid done you got magic Jedi speed and yeah. invulnerability pretty much but you know to take down what, like four rancors and ten witches yeah night sisters I should call them because they are but to just even survive that is amazing. Luke even says like, Hey, you know, these rancors are no match for us anyways. Right? Like two Jedi. He's talking about two Jedi. Yeah. I don't know. There's that confidence and there's that success. Chapter six, 
Imperial Embassy, Coruscant. I'll have you know, I shortened that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moff Leckerson meets with a Kuwati senator who maybe actually tried to kidnap Jag and is definitely a racist xenophobe who claims to want Leckerson to be the next emperor. Yeah. What? Because Jag isn't human enough. Not to rule the empire. Yeah. Because we are Nazis. Yeah. You must have the pure blood and the, and the correct hair color and eye color. But this lady comes literally out of nowhere. Yeah, there's no talk about her at all until this chapter. Or I say she comes out of nowhere without having looked up her name on the internet, on Wikipedia. Free plug. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure she's but, around but, but what if what if she was one of those senators that maybe Lumaya was talking to from her asteroid back in the mm-hmm. in the first series or or somebody that like Jason Solo wronged in a uh, I don't know in, in in one of his dealings when he was moving up the ranks of the uh, government and we just never cemented her name because oh too, there's enough already yeah I don't. I say she comes out of nowhere. That could be wrong. Yeah, I don't remember her, um, especially the sp- the particular tone she talks with is what is the most standout from all the other characters. Yeah, she's very forward and aggressive, and and very like yeah. Uh, I don't know how to say it otherwise. Just racist and xenophobic. Yeah, yeah. She's extremely very racist. disdainful of the things that she thinks are wrong. Yeah, but. She's going to help make Leckerson the emperor with a little bit of politicking and, uh, you know, creating a crisis that happens after Jag is out, which will eventually lead this Senator Treen to be the chief of state and Leckerson as the emperor. Yeah. And she, she goes through this whole sequence. Yeah, and she of wants to be the grand moth of. Well, yeah, Coruscant as if that whatever. wasn't weird enough, though. She wants Leckerson to make her a moth and marry her to be the empress. Yep. Now, but she's also chief of state. And I am confused. Yet she wants the most power from both places. Obviously. And her, her sequence of events, though, is like, okay, so, step one, we'll get rid of Jag. Okay, wow, you're moving fast, if that's your step one. Step two, Jag's out of the way, we will foment some sort of insurrection or crisis somewhere in the galaxy that then leads to Dala being ousted. Yeah, she's not doing her job right or something. And since Jag is gone and you are the head of the Empire, you can nominate, with all the help of these other senators that I have in my pocket, you will nominate me for temporary chief of state, and then together we'll take over the galaxy. (laughs) What? Who is this? And where does she come with this grandiose plan from? It's... It is out of, uh, like you said, out of left field for no seeming reason. And obviously she doesn't want to be the chief of state because the Galactic Alliance drools and the Empire rules. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
But like, <laughs> I just don't know where this came from. But I guess that's, you know, that's, it's realistic enough. If you're a high political figure, I'm sure there's plenty of background, lower ranking officials who are plotting and scheming things involving you and, and the higher ups and like whatever all the time, you know? Yeah. I'm sure that happens all the time. You just probably don't often get it so bluntly put <laughs> to you because he's calling her to be like, Hey, I heard you were the one who tried to kill Jag and everybody's going to blame me. So what's the deal? And she's like, here is the literal deal. Yeah. Come all of the deal. Come with me or come, come it's to my place. My rise to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She, she wants to be the empress. Okay. Cut to chief of state's office. Coruscant. Or Dalek calls Nyathal. Weren't we just saying multiple weeks ago, whatever happened to Admiral Cha Nyathal from the last Galactic Civil War, co-chief of state with Jason Solo. Yeah. Well, she's been in retirement and Dahl has been pressured to call Nyathal to inform her of the impending summons in subpoena. She tells her no doubt she can get off the charges, get them reduced in trial at the very least. And Nyathal says... Suck my fish butt. Yeah. I made no mistake, was her quote. Yeah. I made no mistake. Predicting Jason's fall to the dark side is impossible. Thus, I'm not responsible for it. So, yeah. see you in court. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Agree or disagree, though? Well, it it can't be either she... Either she did... Made no mistake, or... Or she did based on what, how they charged Luke, right? Right. So either either Luke is innocent or she is innocent. They can't both... They can't have uh, opposite answers. But more importantly, how does she logically tell herself that she's innocent? When, like we discussed last time, she plotted to assassinate the Prime Minister of Karelia. Yep. That's illegal. Um... Also, just because you didn't know he was changing sides of the force, the mystical magic teams that you don't have access to or understanding of, he also was doing terrible shit yeah. under your watch and under your co-command. He was torturing and murdering people. And you knew it, and there's proof that you knew it, and you kind of slow played the whole thing to, to overthrow him. Right, because she was just like, oh, remember, remember there. I specifically there was one scene where she's standing in some com ops room or something, and somebody hands her a data pad, and she gets all teary eyed about whatever Jason's doing, and she resolves in that moment, like I'm going to pretend like I'm playing along, and I'm going to take him down slowly yeah. but surely. Let, let him let him burn his own ship, kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you not guilty? Yeah, no, that's. That's guilty through inaction. See you in court. Yep. Chapter 7. Hills. Dathomir. 4. I'll have you know. I shortened that as well. 10 minutes after the fight. All right. <laughs> we talked about it in the first book, too. We've had... This is, I think, the third 10 minutes in this book. 10 minutes later. Feels like a SpongeBob episode. In the first book, it was 30 minutes later. Hey, 30 minutes later. And then 30 minutes later, another time. Mm. Now, again on a dare, I'm, I can only assume. Later. 
he's like, ah, 10 minutes after the fight. Why? Who cares? Why are you saying 10 minutes? Why does it need to be an exact time? Yeah, it doesn't just... It actually stands out when you do that. Yeah, the, the, there doesn't have to be a time stamp on it at all. No, you just cut back to the scene and narratively, if you need to, describe what has happened in the passing moments. Yep. Eh. Otherwise, you just carry on with what's happening if it's not integral to the scene. Although, you know, maybe this kind of would be good to let them know. Hey, uh, they didn't kill everybody. They didn't kill anybody. Yep. They're just trying to interrogate all these witches. Which, of course, means becoming temporary tribe members (laughs) of their night sister tribe and escorting them to... A meeting of two tribes. Yeah, the, what was it called? Like the Forest Rain or Leaves Tribe or something? Yep. Don't fucking care. <laughs> it's, it, it Didn't was even write it down. They battle these people trying to kill them to stop them from going to the place. And then as soon as they get captured, they're like, well, guess you're part of the team. Come on, we need you to come to the place. Yeah, it wasn't, but it wasn't until Luke introduced himself that that one lady was like oh that's fair i think that's fair but still wasn't it such a desperate need for nobody to discover this thing except for luke skywalker like what kind of fucking logic is that you know what i I mean yeah it's because it's his fault he shows up like a celebrity yeah well yeah and (laughs) we'll get to that actually that's a good point but you know that's my next Note, and you nailed it perfectly, Tim. All of this is a result of his bringing patriarchy and a Jedi Academy here to Dathomir many years ago. That's what happens when you bring the idea of men not being slaves (laughs) and literally treated like animals. Yep. Slaves is the best thing you could hope for if you were a guy. And then you also establish a Jedi Academy here where some of those men are force sensitive now they're not slave dogs in cages and then they get trained in the force for a while and then wouldn't you know it they start murdering these motherfuckers in their sleep oh you slaves you make us slaves you're dead and we're stealing your children nasty shit yeah yeah it was, that's uh, what happened to Shaw the tribalist or whatever one of Han and Leia's guides yep. yeah they came and took my kid in the night and murdered my entire tribe there's some of us that weren't there or whatever. Like, thanks Luke. Now you're part of the team. We need you to, we need you to, to guide us through the joining of the girl tribe and the boy tribe. He's going to show up and he's going to be like, now nah, you guys can take care of it. Like he did with the last people. Yeah. That us for ourselves. Just hey, you know what? We were about to solve this problem for ourselves, but now that you're here, celebrity. Yeah. Huh, Please and, help us. And it's definitely your fault. Yeah. But we need you to join a, a boy tribe and a girl tribe. And oh boy, girl, I don't care <laughs> yeah, at all about what these night sisters are talking and what they want. I don't care until the witch boss says Vistara is at the boy girl party. Mm-hmm. Giddy up. Let's go right now. The next scene better be Vistara. That's what I want I was right away. In my head, it's like, ooh, Vistara's there. Sweet. Also, P.S. Look at how impactful Luke Skywalker is across the galaxy. This is just 
One example of one thing that he did in one place. How many other stories like this are there across the galaxy? Unintended consequences or perfect outcomes or completely dismal, disastrous outcomes. Yeah. How many other pit stops and places across the galaxy that Luke Skywalker has been to have had this massive change because he is such a shift. He's yeah. such a focus in the force. And he, he shows up with ideas and then without giving proper guidance or it, whatever, <laughs> he's like, okay, bye. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to tell you guys my plans, but make me the, the counselor of your tribe now or whatever the hell they said. Yes. Yeah, something and like that. come with us. Cool. Cut to not Vistara <laughs> chief of state quarters. Coruscant, where when Dorvin wakes up the chief of state Dalla with a bad news call from Mon Cal, the home planet of Admiral Nihal. Quick note: Dalla is wearing tan sweats and a blue robe. Yes, just take that in because I've maybe never seen her described as being dressed down. No, it's she's always in her crisp white admiral outfit. At or or some sort of uniform. Yeah. Whether yeah, maybe it's you know whatever special occasion. I don't know, but not wearing sweatpants, sweatpants and a robe. Yeah. I get it. It's the middle of the night. You do whatever you're doing. Yeah. I just drink that in for a second. (laughs) Don't let that slip. I didn't want to let that slip through the story. Now this live bad news call becomes pretty obvious to Dala once she lays eyes on the image. Nyathal is dead, having taken her own life rather than let a trial hurt her navy. Yeah, she's she, floating in her fish tank. She didn't do it because she was afraid of what would happen to her. She didn't do it because she didn't want to face the consequences of her actions. She killed herself to not have to face trial because that trial would divide the navy. And so, to spare this branch of the government to spare her family mm-hmm. from having to have a difficult conversation about right and wrong. She kills herself. <laughs> yeah. It's presented as like noble and honorable. And doll is like, I'll give her a full Navy uh, admiral's funeral at her home planet and back here on Coruscant and 3000 degree gun salute and whatever else they do. Yeah, but when, at, when yeah, you uh, at the heart of it, <laughs> stop them from having a conversation about right and what <laughs> about right and Wong from Doctor Strange, because Benedict Wong <laughs> is just a fantastic actor in that movie, and I probably would also love Hunka Hunka <laughs> Hulka Hulka Burn and Fudge. I don't remember what the names of the fucking Avengers ice creams are. Anymore. Yeah, but anyways, as you were saying, yeah. That it's, it's, when you broke it down to that base, it's not in my notes. Just occurred to me now. Okay? It's uh, that's that's the kind of genius you get on the fly for bringing Dalla in a robe in sweatpants in your mind <laughs> right before you start speaking. Yeah, it's like it's such a coward's way out. Yeah, when what you should do is a obviously not kill yourself. Yeah. B if you truly think that you're innocent or guilty. Get up and stand up on at, at the trial and say what you think is right or wrong. 
Yeah, own to up to what you did. To this family of Navy children, what happened with their parents in the last war? Yeah, and at least then it would be that I did this. Okay, that was bad. Right. It'd teach the next generation of Navy people. But you know, part of it is that she doesn't want whether she was right or wrong to tear apart the Navy. The other part is that she doesn't want to divide the Navy between these two admirals. Mm-hmm. Admiral Dalla, now chief of state, calling Nyathal to trial, right, is just going to be divisive no matter what. And it's, it's yeah, and it's, like you just said, she's dead. She killed herself. So the people that were on her side of she did the right thing are are already going to waver right now because oh she killed herself she must have done something wrong it could there's so many ways to read it right yeah but her final words left a note leave little ambiguity about the admiral's thoughts this has been done with honor without error and by my choosing Nyathal out and that is right or wrong, chilling. Yep. The Nyathal out. Nyathal out. Made it. Her last formal communication. Or communication or whatever you want to call it. And I liked her a lot. She's she's gone now. I liked her a lot in the mm-hmm. last series for large portions of it. I I I think though. I just think this is such a coward move for her character because she did a lot of things wrong. Yeah. You know, like you're not, she's not the martyr that she's pretending to be or claiming to be, you know, what what was the first thing that she said? I made no mistake. Did you though? Yeah, you definitely. I don't know. And then you're just like conversation over. I have now. Uh, lo- essentially locked myself in the car in the garage because yep. she put like a CO2 hose in, into, into her, her fish water tank. tank. Yeah, I'm just gonna call it her fish tank <laughs> and, be ra- and be and be racist about it. Speaking of racist, yeah, not at all. Chapter eight, Millennium Falcon, Dathomir. We're at like seven. Eight year old apparently Alana watches. An owner's manual tutorial of where there is a secondary exit on the Millennium <laughs> Falcon, and she busts out of Babysitter 3PO jail. The rainforest stinks, she thinks. <laughs> <laughs> she also thinks her other grandma came from here. This kid, it's kind of being underplayed, but we are revisiting her history, her family history, yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Throughout this book already. You know, when Han and Leia were talking about how she all, not almost, how Prince Isolder wanted to woo her and marry her. Uh, and now we're talking about how her other grandma, Tenelka's mother, what's her name? Isn't it the same name? Tenelka? No. No, it's different not. Name. I, I can't remember. Nuts. But either way, her grandmother is from this planet. She was a night sister. She yeah. was a force user from Dathomir. So much history. She's off to find R2, this little eight-year-old detective. Mm-hmm. Once again, eight. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> She's not using Grandpa's childish instincts 
of following whatever looks interesting. She's not even using Jag's grown-up grid search pattern. She uses the force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited for this kid to yeah. be a force power. Seems she's primed for that, you know? The, yeah. She's so being primed to be special. Yep. Right? But she's hoping that her worry for R2 will guide her through the force. Again, she's not, she doesn't really have any training, right? No. Official training, official force powers with capital letters on them. So she's just like, I'm going to let my, my worry, my discomfort. There's another word I'm looking for here. My dissonance guide me through the force to a place of, I guess, consonance would be, (laughs) would be the opposite of that. But and they, uh, resonance, you know, like I'm going to yeah. let the badness that I'm feeling lead me to the place I need to be to feel good. Yeah. And it's just, I'm trying to make it its most basic emotional sense. She's eight years old, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like, ah, oh, I'm worried about my friend and let me think about how worried I am. And that leads her to R2D2. Yeah. And they bring up, she's afraid to do it because the last time she really tried to use the force, like, like that, yep. she was on Castle. Castle. And she got that bad feeling from whatever was in the sky. Whatever was in the sky, which, bet your fucking tits, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Tentacle Master herself, Abeloth. Yeah. I, I, she's out by the Maw on Kessel. I can't imagine yeah. what else is reaching out to her longingly across a great distance. Yeah. With the... Although not expressed ex- explicitly. Has, has it to had to be. The, the cracks in the prison, she wants her to... Come to her. Yeah. yeah. She's a little scared of using the force because of that. But she's also a little bit not scared because she's got Angie. Yeah. Her pet Nexu with her. <laughs> Which. Cat cat. Yeah. She's got a saber tooth guard dog, dude. <laughs> yep. And it's not just delivering the milk or whatever Flintstone shit. Cut to. Dathomir. Eight. <laughs> From. The Millennium Falcon on Dathomir. To cut to Dathomir. Don't not, count all I'm those not, ones because they weren't those too. <laughs> <laughs> The Skywalker Solo Clan and their tribe of captive witches. Captive yep. witches. Yeah. Arrive at the boy-girl party to supervise, I'm assuming. Pop chips, whatever. <laughs> Chaperone. Save room for the force. <laughs> 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 but, but Luke's only here for one thing. Where is Vestara? Somewhere among this dense group of force users. Her plan is working perfectly. Mm-hmm. That was why she picked this planet. One of several reasons, but the main one. The witches won't just turn her over. So how can Luke convince them to let him talk to her? The Hapen native who lives on Dathomir and runs the boy tribe he came here with Princey Solder's family, and his dad stayed here. Mm-hmm. So he's from Hapes. He's a he is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Hapen man living in the jungle with out civilization <laughs> or the structures and hallmarks of the Hapen nobility, with people who look nothing like him, and he stands out 
so strongly that Luke just knows I have to go talk to this man. And he is the leader of the boy tribe. Leader of the boy tribe. And he tells Luke, here's how you can convince them to let you talk to that girl. Beat me in some games tomorrow to prove yourself. And I'm like, oh, that's lame. That is reductive. And that is repetitive. Wow. And I have no desire to have let's prove prove yourself prove yourself celebrity fucking magician who we just <laughs> let into this party that was supposed to be a secret party because you're so good and famous prove yourself what are we doing either you know you know what I'm saying yeah like either he is or he isn't pick the, a fucking this side. guy's this guy's tone though it seems more he wants to prove himself yeah against Luke. It, it seems more like rather than a challenge it's more the good natured let's play yeah, kind he's of like deal boisterous and braggadocious yeah he at one point he even says uh, oh i have to be you and he's like well you can try yeah oh yeah exactly classic just boring cardboard rival yeah but it's it, the, he makes a comment in the actual in the actual writing about how the it the t- his tone was more playful than it was um, sure, combative. But I don't fucking care how he's saying what he's saying. I don't need another prove yourself trial. There's probably going to be like four more. Great. I'm going to shit on every one of them. <laughs> Especially when he shows up to a secret party as a special guest. Yeah. Okay. Suck my hapen, blonde, whatever you want. I don't want another prove yourself trial. Luke and Ben are then led immediately to meet with Vestara. Yep, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, blonde guy trying to say do stuff. Uh-uh. Hey, ladies, take me there. And then they do. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, don't know. I guess because Vestara was like, let him. Yeah, I don't care. What's he going to do? I'm part of the tribe now. Exactly, right? So they get in. They take him, Luke and Ben, to go talk to Vestara. And she tells them her name, Vestara, mm-hmm. Kai. And that's it. She also tells him she's not Sith anymore, which I don't believe. No. So I don't count that as telling them things. Like you said, she has, what does she say? She has renounced the Sith and she is now. Yeah. I can't tell you anything about them because if I do, it'll bring them down upon this people or whatever. She's now the reigning leaves tribe. Hey, there you go. It's, I, that might not be right. I, I, I think probably that's right. just made that up, bro. I'm going to do a quick look. Well, you go ahead you and that. check that out. Yeah. But let me tell you this. I don't think she tells them anything. She tells them she joined the tribe. Ben calls her evil because she's a Sith, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Vistara calls Jason a Jedi, not a Sith. Burn. You stupid Jedi don't even know what a real Sith is. And then Luke and Ben walk away. Learning little and pretty much having lost that interaction. You nailed it with the raining leaves. Raining leaves, bro. That's just what happens when you move through the treetops of the forest on a rancor. It's rain. All right, we get it. Yeah, yeah. But I love that burn, especially about like the com in, in the conversation. Well, Jason was evil when he became a Sith or whatever, and she's mm-hmm. like, he wasn't a Sith. He was a Jedi. You punk. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare call yourselves a Sith, like you know, gatekeeping <laughs> culture yeah. warden type of thing, but also correct. Yeah, and which furthers our point that 
she is a Sith being so defensive <laughs> of the people who are or are not Sith. It makes another secret point, too, which is you guys, Jedi, don't even know what you're getting yourselves into. You haven't seen a real Sith in 3,000 years. Yeah. We are pure blood, pure bread Sith. Maybe not purebred. Some of them mixed with the Kashiri. I think every once in a while. Yeah, maybe but I don't once think. In a while. I don't think. Uh, either way, you get my point. Yep. We are the tradition, the original tradition of three thousand years ago. Jason Solo was no Sith. He was a Jedi, which is an argument that is offered up sometimes, as well. Is there such is there such a thing as a Jedi turning Sith, or you just become a dark Jedi? Yeah. What. Is there a finish line that you cross and now you're like, you get your degree and it says Sith apprentice or whatever? Well, there's, there's in one of the books in the, um, in the Darth Bane books, it brings up, um, dark Jedi are just in it for themselves. They're not, they don't have any ideology. They're just interesting. I want to selfish make money. Selfishness. Yeah. And Sith have, have like tenets and stuff. That was that an important follow. word. You said ideology. Yeah. yeah. Cause doing it for a, a cause. Interesting. Interesting distinction. It's weird the words that come out of your mouth when you're not thinking. <laughs> so <laughs> we've done 94 or so episodes. Let me tell you, some of the shit that comes out of your mouth when you are thinking <laughs> also weird. I don't mean you specifically. I mean yes. Yeah. But oh, I love this podcast. Luke and Ben walk away learning very little from Vasara, and Ben, in fact, is very mad mm-hmm. because. How dare you argue with me that the Sith are evil? And how dare you say that Jason was a Jedi? And now let me offer you the simple question. Jason Solo, Darth Kaidus, Jedi or Sith? That's one person. Yes, <laughs> Same it is. name. Don't you dare pick one for each title. <laughs> I say Jedi. Yeah. Having been introduced to this culture and this tribe now and like this ancient lineage, mm-hmm. fuck the rule of two. Yeah, because he wasn't. The rule of two was a survivor's tactic. If yeah, if you if you break Jason down to his base, everything it was to protect his daughter. Right, he was doing Selfish. good for the galaxy. Yeah, he. Oh was, wait a second. Yeah, he we're was, talking different sides of the same coin here. Though. Yeah. He was, I, from my perspective, he was more dark Jedi than anything Sith because he was, no, yeah. I want to make sure I the galaxy is safe for my kid. Not make the galaxy safe for everyone. Yeah. As he proved through his decisions time and time again. Yeah. Burning a planet down, you know. Yeah. Like he so didn't, so he didn't want to make everybody like not believe the way he did, but he, he just, he wanted his daughter safe. Right. Yeah. Through in perpetuity throughout the future. Yeah. So good luck accomplishing that goal. Jedi. Yep. <laughs> it is decided. Dathomir spaceport. We cut to. Mm-hmm. Alana sneaks out to spy, which is boring. <laughs> yeah. But she stacks some barrels and spots an eye patch dude, an old yacht. In a sheet that could maybe have a dead droid under it. 3PO almost blows her stealth check. 
But she's back in the Falcon's bathtub before he notices she was even gone. I dig this kid. Yeah. And babysitter 3PO. This is a really <laughs> fun dynamic that also we hate Han and Leia for doing constantly to their kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leaving them in the care of droids because this is the kind of shit that they get up to. Yeah, they, they are. 3PO isn't. Hey, I'm going to go do this. Okay. No. The kid, the guy, the kid found a dude with an eye patch, man. That's danger. Yeah. There's no way that's safe. Yeah, yeah 3PO just believes whatever you tell him because she lies to him and says, I, I, I'm hiding. Count to a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> he calls her on, on her comm link while she's staring in through eye patch man's window yeah. at the yacht. And yeah, count to a thousand. And then she gets back and she's like, I got bored of hiding and sweaty, so I went to take a bath. Yeah. Pretty funny. And her her little Nexi was pretty badass climbing a rope. With claw shield, claw guards Yeah, like on it. blunted like little, little claws, yeah. plastic nail caps. Yeah, those, those little rubber nubs that you yeah, put on pointy stuff. Which is on cat claws. Yeah. Useless. But I dig this kid, man. And yeah. I love seeing her in action mode, you know, explorer. When she gets get gets all jazzed up and she gets all excited about going on an adventure, jumping out on the moon on, not on the moon, but jumping out in the low gravity on Kessel. Or now she's all all jacked up about, I'm going to find R2-D2. And Two years ago, that was actually three months yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> she aged quickly. And uh, yeah, it shows her, uh, her, I like it shows her, independence that she's kind of being forced to have and that she has to grow into because she's supposed to be the ruler of an entire it's nation. also her, her blood yeah N- never mind even the responsibility of the title mm-hmm. of being a princess and also sitting on the throne of balance in the future her blood is adventure blood from both sides all sides and her namesake means independence so hey solo oh how about that <laughs> and and it, she it got little tiny action scenes where she's like climbing ropes and moving barrels and yeah it's, her it's stacking cool. the barrels and looking in there and seeing all that stuff was great but what's under that sheet i want to know and where are the rest of the sith and why is no one mentioned abeloth Seriously, though, mm-hmm. not Vistara to herself in recounting the adventure with Luke. She yeah. only talked about her master and herself. Why has Luke or Ben not mentioned the tentacle monster that they felt? Yeah. More importantly, in this episode, where was all the hot and humid sexy talk? I thought you were going to go, where is Zach? Because he's supposed to be watching this girl. He is watching this girl, actually. Alana points out that... Oh, yeah, some random... The, the two the two of them are standing over by the ship casually having a conversation and definitely not looking in her direction. There's, <laughs> yeah. She says some shit like that. She does that. make a comment, that's right. So we know where is Zach. But the, for the rest... Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 4, Backlash... Chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Four to six to eight-year-old spy in just two years. It's almost like going beyond shadows. It's like an infomercial. 
For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.